Welcome to PJ's podcast, where we speak of the three things that matter, politics, Jesus, and sports. On today's show, we take a look at the $20 million Joe Biden made as vice president. Global warming activists are telling bold-faced lies, sports, Jesus, and more. Mont, you ready? Yeah, man, let's go. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats, PJ's podcast. All right, man, we got a lot of stuff to get into. It's been, what, four days since we did our last podcast? Uh, yeah, Mon- Monday, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. Uh, we're going to start out with some politics, Ooh, right? Because, stuff. man, so- something happened over this last week that I was just absolutely blown away with, right? Yeah. And if you're if you're paying attention, Joe Biden is slipping it, it, it's getting pretty nasty out there for him. The corruption charges are, are, you know, coming in hot and heavy. Hunter is just being investigated left and right. There's more things coming out proving that he knew about his son's business dealings and was actually involved in them. Right? Have you ta- have have you been paying attention? Like it, it just seems like the walls are coming crashing down pretty quickly on him. Are you oh, getting oh, that yeah. same vibe? Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, obviously we talked about it in a couple of pods ago, but obviously as, as more than more of this stuff comes out, what Hunter's uh, business partner just testified a couple of days ago, not too long ago. Right. Um, and, and he kind of like opened the door on some more of the crazy stuff that, that they were doing and, you know, just, just more and more corruption, just adding up, you know, uh, like I was watching uh, Joe Rogan podcast and, but, uh, pbd was on there with him and they were talking and like i mean he's a you know a a 50-year career politician like this guy has all kinds of dirt on him um you know and they were asking if he's actually gonna run again and and they're like you know he's a part of that the establishment right and he's like it's only a matter of time before he gets the phone call and they're like you know he's like you know what your your time's coming in you're 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 out you know and i you know as more of this stuff opens up and you know more of this stuff gets leaked to the public you, you can tell like his his time as president um is is going to come to an end right so um and i i and i only and i you know i hate to say this and people are going to give me crap about it but i the only reason why i think you know, it hasn't prematurely came to an end is because our vice president w- would be the next president. And no, yeah. And and no one wants her taken over. Right. And so they're like, well, let's ride this guy out until at least the next election. And then we can, we can get them all out of here. Yeah, man. I, and I agree with you there. What's what I read, which is pretty crazy, is a lot of people are calling this uh, Obama's third term, because if you look at the cabinet he has, it's all. Obama aides. It's everybody that was there with Obama. And I saw a video the other day. If you get a chance, take a look at this. But it's it's Obama and Joe Biden, and they're at the White House. And Joe Biden is is president. And yeah. it's these two guys talking to Obama. And Biden is just behind him like this, just just sitting there. And Obama's shaking hands and talking. And it's just like, who the heck is president here? Yeah. Like, Biden is literally president, and it seems like Obama is. But here's the crazy thing is it came out that Obama still has talks with the people in the White House, yeah. right? So people are like, this this could be Obama's third term, right? He may be making policy decisions in the background. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think you sent me that clip. I think Beth, I, I saw it too, you know, and it's so like at the very end, like like the light bulb clicked on Joe and Joe like grabbed yeah. Obama's shoulder and he was yeah. like, hey, hold on. Like, I, I'm and Obama's like, get, get the hell away from yeah. me, dude. He's like, <laughs> back back up, Joe, back up. I'll knock you out, Joe. But uh, You're still but, vice I mean, president to me, boy. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, obviously like, you know, the, the charismatic, you know, he, he's a talker, you know, the way that Obama presents himself compared to the way Joe presents himself, it's it's definitely way different. But obviously, um, you can kind of see some of the like the comparisons between the two administrations, and you can definitely say like, hey, this is just a rollover of. I mean, it's a little worse than what Obama's you know uh, presidency was, but um, but you can definitely see there's a lot of the same people, a lot of the same policies in place. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of connections to Hunter Biden in the in the White House too, which is kind of crazy. Um, like some of his roommates and some of his you know business dealings and stuff like that. A lot of them are, are in the White House as well. But but yeah, you, I mean you can definitely there's a little uh, a hint um, of Obama in there. But I, I would say Obama ran the country a little better than Sleepy Joe did. So yeah, not too much better, but but he did run it a little bit better. But mm. yeah, I did. So, so here's what came out that the, the White House Oversight Committee re- released a memo, right? And, and this, if you don't think Joe Biden's corrupt, just, just take a second and listen to this because this will make your freaking blood boil. It did me because I hate corruption. I absolutely hate it, right? I, I think I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. We're in America. We're not a dictatorship, period, right? If you take money from foreign entities, you need to get the hell out, right? But this this memo came out, and what it said was Joe Biden, as vice president, sitting vice president, made $20 million, which is an insane amount of money, but it gets deeper. They actually showed where the money came from. And listen to this. $8.1 million came from China. Do you remember the WhatsApp message? Yeah. Right? Where he said, I'm sitting. Well, after that message, $8.1 million went to Hunter Biden. Right? $6.1 million came from Ukraine. Right? And it was right after Joe got the prosecutor fired. Right, remember he withheld a billion dollars of aid yeah. to Ukraine after that guy got uh, the the prosecutor got let go. What happened? He got sent six point five million dollars. Three point five million came from Russia, and Joe Biden has recorded lunches with Russian officials. And then money was transferred to Hunter Biden. $3.1 million from Russia and $3.1 million from Romania. $20 million from foreign entities got put into the Biden family. Tell me that doesn't make your blood boil. All of this crap, like he's he had no idea. We know he knew, right? Because all of these things, right? It's not a coincidence that... Joe Biden gets a prosecutor, right, fired. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hunter Biden receives $6.5 million. Is that a coincidence or is that corruption? You tell me. What are you going to believe, right? 
Joe Biden saying he had nothing to do with it or the $20 million that, that he made during vice president. Right. I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, you, even you see like, uh, what Biden was on a board of a Ukrainian energy company and the, and the business dealings he had with China. And, you know, obviously he's not qualified to be on the board of an energy company. Like, like, you no. know, some of the, some of the things that like he was, uh, you know, involved with or, you know, put in charge of, you know, it was obviously because of the busy dealings of his father and, and you know, the shady corrupt practices that, that they were doing on the side, you know, I was in all of it was the gain access, you know, and the gain favors from their dad, you know, kind of like, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And like, man, they're like, I'll, you scratch my back with, you know, tens, a hundred millions of dollars. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw some policies your way or, you know, or what, what not. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's in plain sight, man. And, you know, and, you know, listen to some other people talk and read some things like, you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, you know, a Trump who's an anti-establishment guy, if this, this came out during, you know, Trump's thing, like this, I mean, this would be headline news. It'd be madness right now. You know, you, you know, when you had Hillary Clinton and, and those Democrats, you know, in the FBI or whatever, planting things to try to get, uh, you know, Trump out of there, you know, that turned out to be false with Russia and all that kind of stuff, the collusion, um, you know, like yeah. that was, that, yeah, that was headline. $34 million trying to, right. to prosecute him. That was, him that up was he- zero. Yeah. That was headline news and it turned out to not be true. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and then now you have stuff that you can see plain as day, that is that it's a hundred percent true. You, I mean, it's right there in front of your face, and like people are barely even talking about it, unless you know do some digging. So it's it's kind of crazy that you see very similar things happening, right? But like how they're treated differently. Well, and and on top of that, so this is what really made me mad, right? So all of this stuff is going on, right? There's plenty of 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 things that can be proven that joe biden knew about his business dealings right i you know joe hunter biden was a drug addict right it's not like he probably right he went what was the the story he was going like 180 on the highway to vegas trying to go to a hooker you know there's videos of him doing crack cocaine like all these different things and it just you know Joe Biden didn't know anything about it, but somehow that dude makes $20 million, right? Like that, that's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, right? And, and if you, if you think that that's just all innocent and Joe Biden's just trying to be a good father, you're, you're out of your mind, right? Because he, he's not this sweet old man. Let's not forget that he doesn't even recognize his blood granddaughter, right? Let's not forget that. And on top of that, He sued Hunter Biden's baby mama so she couldn't use the Biden last name. Does that sound like just this nice old man to you? No, he's not a nice old man. He's a career politician. He's probably a corrupt career politician. But all this stuff going on, you can see what's going on. All of this stuff is coming out. And a reporter, right, comes up to to Joe Biden and asks the question, hey, what do you say about all this stuff coming in? And he gives the most dictatorish answer to this. He's like, that's a dumb question. I've been telling the truth, right? And it's like, everybody's going, no, you haven't. Like, there's evidence that you're not telling the truth. And we're not even allowed to ask you questions about it now, right? right. Like, if, 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 if Trump did that, 
he would he would try everybody would try to impeach him right it would be the end of the world but i'm going to show this clip real quick because it really really irritated me again i hate being treated like i'm stupid like that's a dumb question like the 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 house committee came out with this memo that you accepted 20 million dollars you know of foreign money and you knew all about hunter biden's business dealings like that's a question we as the american people should be able to ask our president right like that yeah. that's that's not an out of bounds question right but but i'm going to show this clip real quick there's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I've never talked business in that way. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. And then he just walks away. Right? Like, like th that's where we're at right now. Like, it, it it irritates me so so much because I look at I think like if Trump would have done that he, they would have crushed him, mm. but because he's Joe Biden he just doesn't have to answer any questions. Even the reporter, if you look at the reporter, he's pissed. He's like, that's a valid question to ask, right? Like Nixon got impeached for way less than this, but I can even ask you a question about it. Like, is that where we're at right now? Is that you know, when are we going to move past this? Like, when am I going to be able to ask the president actual hard questions? Uh, well, I mean, not not probably ever again. You know, <laughs> it's I mean, it's crazy. Like, obviously, like you know, um, he's never good at answering questions. He's never good at being off script anyway, right? You know, I, we've seen him in you know in public settings, and when people ask him something that he's not scripted to say, he struggles saying stuff that is scripted that prepared speeches he can't even he doesn't even do that well so when he has to come off the cuff and answer questions it's never good and you know we get these answers all the time uh but obviously he's deflecting you know he he knows he's probably been instructed by his lawyers and you know people like in the white house not to answer those questions and so like you know so we're not going to hear any of, of that right and even like you know press secretaries we for the last what three presidents you know their press secretaries like they don't even answer questions they just spend the whole time deflecting and then giving this yeah. bold place this bold place lie that you're like dude i know you're lying like like do better than that right and so like, that's why i've said it before like how the press secretary has to be the worst job in the history of the world because just standing there in front of those people and just have to like defend a guy that you shouldn't have to defend because you know because because he's not a good guy you should be able to talk about you know the good and what's what's going well in the white house and, and the whole time you're answering questions of you know what's going you know bad so um yeah man i i don't i don't think anyone um it's going to be able to get like a true answer out of this guy you, you know like we might hope because he's you know see now and crazy that he might slip up one day in one of these questions and start just babbling so um <laughs> you, you, well, you I mean, never does, know does that not make you mad i mean that makes me really mad it, it really really frustrates me so so much right because that's not what america is we are not a dictatorship the president doesn't get to deflect questions like that right yeah. we we are ran by the people we're not ran by the president right yeah he needs to answer these things right we've gotten so far away from the core values of america which is 
by the people, right? It's ran by yeah. the people. It's not. We are not a dictatorship. You do not get to do this. You have to answer these questions, right? Because the American people want to hear you answer these questions, right? Because at the end of the day, you work for us. We do not work for you. Yeah. And we have to start going back to that, or we're going to go down a very, very bad path. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this too before, like, you know, the government and uh, the roles of government officials are totally flip flop where, you know, they became the celebrity, they became the rock star, they became like, I'm holier than thou. And I I look over you when, like you said, it's just the uh, direct opposite. Like, we put you in that position. You are, you know, a servant for, you know, the people, like, you know, you're yeah. there to serve the people and, you know, run the government and do things for us. And it's, it's totally not that way anymore. Um and, you know, it gets, has to get to a point where, one, we need some good candidates that we can vote for and be confident about it. And two, like the people need to wake up and start paying attention to what's going on with these, with yeah. these um, guys that are running and the policies they believe in it and, you know, get away from, I, um, was it Rogan or one of them says like, you know, I, I, I don't look at democrat and republican i look at you know establishment and non-establishment right and you see these these exactly right these establishment guys no matter who you put in if they're part of establishment you're not you're going to get the same song and dance because you know because they all beat to the sound of the same drum bro so like we need someone you know that that you know it's going to ruffle some feathers and and it's not not going to abide by by the old the old rules well you know what's funny is like uh if you talk to a lot of people that are Democrats or to the left, they feel like they're fighting uh, against the system. Have you mm. ever noticed that? Like, like they're the they're fighting against the system, and it, and then you look at Joe Biden, you're like, that's what you're fighting for. <laughs> right. Like, that's the complete opposite of fighting for the like against the system. Like, right. you're talking about a president that is you know, just wrapped up in so much corruption and you can't even ask him a question about it. And then yeah. you're saying you're fighting the system. That is the damn system. You're not yeah. fighting against it, right? Yeah. You're just brainwashed with it. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, man. Right. And, and I'm just, I'm starting to get very, very irritated with it uh, because people just keep going along with it and aren't, they're not mad about it. They're just like, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. No, it, it's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not yep. the way our government is supposed to work. Like he should have to answer questions and he should have to have ramifications for taking $20 million from foreign entities as the vice president. That's an issue. Like he should be accountable for that. I don't yep. care if he's 89 years old or however old he is. Like he needs to be held accountable, period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I, I, I'm excited, not excited. I'm interested to see what happens once he's not president right because what they have they have amnesty it's not amnesty what's the word i'm looking for while they're president right they can't be pressed this can't have charges pressed against them rather while they're a sitting president but yeah. once they're not a president all this stuff i mean they can be suspended they can go in front of congress they have to they would have to under oath answer these questions right and especially this will happen, especially if Trump gets in, because like, like I said, he's going to have that, that big book of all the people he's get he's going to get revenge on. And, and you know, um, the Bidens are going to be number one. But even if it's not, you know, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if he gets called upon Congress, he gets he gets subpoenaed and, and he's going to made to answer these questions in front of the court of law. Right. And he, he can't he can't walk away on that. So um, obviously it's going to suck because it's going to take a while. Um, but. I, I do think he's going to have to have his moment where 
you know, these things just can't be brushed aside anymore. Well, I mean, the the old president was you don't you don't convict past presidents, right? right? That was kind of the standard that was set. Well, this administration broke that standard. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they're trying to convict a former president. Dude, so the gloves are around, off. comes around, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're going to do that to a past president, well, that's opened the, the, the door for it to happen to you now. And that's I right. hope he gets slammed with the book. Well, right. And, if, and if, you're, if you're going to, if you're going to do something like that, you better make sure your hands are clean. Right. Because and his hands aren't clean. Okay. His, 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 Hunter Biden. this is full right. of cocaine and hookers. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's, there's more than dirt and blood on Hunter's hands, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if you, if you're going to, you know, like you said, if, if you're going to go against some of those unwritten rules, you better make sure that you're prepared for it to come back on you. And I don't, I don't think the Bidens were uh, prepared for, for, for this because um, they're, they're in over their head for sure. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I, let's keep an eye on this. Like, a, like I said, I think the walls are closing in. Um, they're just getting too much evidence on them. Something's got to happen, right? Some Something's going to to take place here in probably the next couple months. Uh, I saw that uh, there's a special counsel that's being appointed to this. Something's going to give, right? And, and I mm. think we need to keep our eyes on it because I should, I mean, if Kamala Harris takes over, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous because she's no, going to be the first woman, the first, you know, black woman. And it, it's going to be touted as this accomplishment. And it's like, right. No, it's it's uh, like you <laughs> you got in there because, you know, the president was corrupt. And, it, right. you know, I, if a woman's going to be president, I want her to win it. Right. Because the people wanted her to win it. Right. Right. That That's what right. I want. So yeah. we're going to have headline after headline about how the glass ceiling was broken. And it's like, <laughs> was it like, was it really? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, there are people and the people on her side are going to definitely spin it as that. Right. Uh, I, I heard it, heard an interesting take though. They're like, they're like, there is one reason and there's one person that, that will make sure that never happens. And I'm going to let you try to guess who you think that one person is. Michelle Obama. Close. Next person. Oprah. Oh no, no. You're, you're getting colder. Go back. Uh, I, I don't know. You got to give it to me. Clinton, Hillary Clinton. You know, obviously at one point in everyone's eyes, she was the next, you know, she was going to be the first female president. She was the next big thing, right? You know, her husband, you know, for, for, you know, what he is and what he did in the bedroom, he actually, you know, ran their country pretty well. And, you know, she's supposed to be the next big thing. They were knocking everybody off who said something against them. Right. Um, she was supposed to be the next big thing. And, and if someone like Kamala Harris takes that spot as the first <laughs> female president, you can guarantee she might be the next name on the hit list, bro, because Hillary will be fuming. The big body count behind the Clinton <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that, bro. I, you said that. So. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. Um, and I've got three clips I'm going to show on this one because this, dude, Monty, this to me, was absolutely astonishing, right? So climate, you know, global warming has become such a political hot topic, right? Yeah. And it's been hot 
It's been freaking hot, man. We're in Oklahoma, right? It, it's been 105 degrees. It, it feels like it's about 160. I mean, it's absolutely brutal, right? Mm-hmm. And NBC or ABC brought on, you know, a specialist on the weather. But for some odd reason, it's a weather person and a political, you know, commentator. And it's mm-hmm. like my first question was, is what like what does politics have to do with this? Right. Like it makes zero sense to me that that they have to be jointed together. But after I show all the clips, you'll see that all they're doing is just d- saying bold faced lies. Right. And we're going to prove it through these little clips here. So I'm going to play this first clip. Right. And you you tell me. You know, if what she's saying, you know, or if global warming uh, is contributed by humans or or by anything else, right? So, mm-hmm. so take a, take a look at this for a sec. Bring in Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z and host of the Five Thirty Eight Politics Podcast, Galen Druk, for more on the heat and how it's impacting voters. Thank you both for being here, mm-hmm. Ginger. It's been a busy July for you. Yes. You and your team have been reporting on this all throughout the month. What sticks out to you after looking at the heat that's affected across the country, but also around the world? Right, and that's what you have to remember. This is global warming. It is global heat. And so there are people in the Midwest or Northeast and we're like, well, most of the summer has been okay. Like it really hasn't been anything above average. Yes, we've had the desert Southwest having incredible heat. We're talking consecutive heat, but Europe, Asia, so many pockets that add up globally to the hottest July on record. Is this climate change on display for Mm -hmm. us right now? Is there, are there other causes behind this? And do we know what the domino effect is of having the heat be this high for so long in so many places? Right. So, yes, the answer is yes, there is human influence for sure. We knew this year was going to be hot because of El Nino, but to see it turn out this way has the remarkable footprint of human amplified climate change. Mm. And that's what the scientists were saying. Virtually impossible to see records obliterated like this without human influence. All right, so you heard her, right? The heat is because of human influence, right? And that's what's always pushed on us, global warming. And for some reason, they have some political right, guy right next to her, right? That, that has nothing to do with, with the political atmosphere. That has to do with, you know, science and everything else. So it always bothers me that they have a political... What the hell does global... I mean... Heat has to do with voting. Like, how does this? I mean, it just blows me away, dude. No, her question was, "How does it affect the voters?" I was like, uh, dude, "What like, are you doing? Are we sweat like, when we're in the like, line? What are you talking? Is there about? is there air conditioning inside the building? They're fine, you know. I don't, I don't know. Like, what? I could, they can drive there. Does a car have air conditioning? Like, it's yeah. I mean, that might be ridiculous. Un- they will be uncomfortable walking from you know their car to the church to vote. But like, besides that, they're okay. But yeah, obviously, I, I mean, I I love you know we get this all the time and that spin you know they make that that political spin to you know just just cause some controversy and stir up the pot. But I mean, yeah, global warming or whatever, you, I put a meteorologist up there, put a scientist up there, but like, don't put a politician up there. Like that's not the, their realm. And it, it doesn't, it's not relatable. I'm, I'm not going to take you seriously, but what she tries <laughs> to do is she tries to explain what's going on. So I'll play right. this next clip. This is her trying to explain, you know, global warming. 
and with temperature has always gone CO2. So it follows it. Here's the difference. That peak of temperature, which is the blue kind of around a hundred and some thousand years ago, that was with volcanic and solar interruption. That's the thing that has driven CO2 prior to now. Right now, it's not the sun and it hasn't been volcanoes to that degree. It has been following one line on the graphic and that is CO2 and greenhouse gas emissions by humans. All right, so right there, you heard her, right? It, it used to be volcanoes and solar, but it's all humans now. So those actually, aren't a factor. When, actually, I even saw like a report that's the cows, like the cows and the sure, pasture, that's what they, they're, that's what they're, they're saying, they're, right? Then passing gas so much that their CO two emissions are through the roof. So I mean, I don't know, maybe we should yeah, eat more well, burgers. Well, I mean, you you get where I'm going here, right? It's human. Yeah, no, I get it. No volcano. Okay. All right. Well, here's what they don't tell you, okay? This happened, right? Again, she said back in the day it was hot because volcanoes. That's not happening. It's all humans, okay? This happened back in August of last year. I'm going to show you this, and this is going to blow you away, okay? Tonight, jaw-dropping images of an extraordinarily powerful and now deadly volcano erupting in the Pacific Ocean. This video, captured a day before an even larger eruption of the same underwater volcano, rocks the island nation of Tonga, triggering tsunami alerts across the globe. The scope of that eruption best seen from space. Satellite images showing a massive cloud of smoke spewing in all directions and as high as 12 miles in the air, the most powerful volcanic activity in at least three decades. Its stunning power felt across five continents, the entire west coast of the United States and Alaska under a tsunami alert for most of the weekend. In Peru, two people drowning after abnormally high waves slammed ashore. Ports from Japan to New Zealand littered with sunken fishing boats, the powerful waves tossing them like toys. And they pop their heads out of the out of their boat to see a red catamaran going over the top of my boat. So that is a force of nature there. Shockwaves in Central Europe more than 10,000 miles away. The before and after images are staggering. The force of the blast nearly wiping this uninhabited island off the map. So, so it's not because of volcanoes, guys. It's not because of solar. There was only the biggest volcano eruption in 300 years that happened last year. This is the kind of crap I'm talking. Did they just forget? Like, again, I hate being treated like we're freaking stupid, right? Like, we know that volcanoes when they erupt, they admit CO2 up into the air, which causes the the world to become hot, right? That's where we get really hot summers from. And she sat there on national TV and said, it's all because of humans is why this summer's really, really hot. And then yeah. you go, oh, wait, there was a volcanic, a volcano that erupted that was the biggest in 300 years that probably play, paid a factor to this, right? Like, and on top of that, you said that there hasn't been a bunch of, of volcano activity, but you're, you're lying. There was last year that explains how hot it is right now. Right. And, and this is, this is what I'm getting at. It's just, 
bold face lies. And if you just take it on the surface, you're going to just believe it. But if you just do this much of research, you can see that it's inaccurate. Well, I mean, what do you think of all this? No, I, I, I totally agree. And obviously, like, you know, you, you got to kind of see who she's affiliated with and what what kind of agenda she's pushing, right? Because, you know, we talk about it is an El Nino year. So we know this, like the weather's going to be a little more crazier. We know the weather's going to be warmer. Uh, she said, like, no solar flares. Well, I mean, if you even Google solar flares 2003, like the first four is powerful sunstorm knocks out radio transmissions across North America. Uh, the sun unleashed its second X flare in less than three days and should brace for more sex activity. So it's going to be crazy. Uh, the next one is two consecutive solar flares send potential geomagnetic storms twirled toward Earth. You know, we're like uh, live science says solar maximum could hit us harder and sooner than we thought. How dangerous will the sun's chaotic peak be? And then so like obviously like like we are we are experiencing all, a lot of things um, that's not you know, CO2 human base related. So um, sure, you can, I mean, you can always make that a factor, but you can't say that is the lone driving force exactly uh, right. behind what's going on um, and, you know, behind today's 106 degree heat. Dude, that was a massive volcano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like huge. that was huge. Huge. That was a monster. And right, but right. I mean she has, sat there and said has nothing nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> it used to in the past. It used to in right. the past, but not right. now. Not right. now. I it just like when I saw that, my I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is yeah. getting out of control. Right. People think for yourselves. Please think for yourselves, because this is just it's getting out of hand. And this is right. mainstream media. No fact checkers will be fact checking this, right? It'll be probably all over Facebook, you know, saying <laughs> about how global warming is hot. Well, AOC right. tweeted something about it. You oh, know what man. I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it, we're in a, a world of just disinformation, right? And, and if people don't do the research, they're going to start believing this stuff. Right. right. And, and all it takes is just a little bit of looking for yourself to right. really see what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, you know, it's a bunch of half truths. Right. I mean, yeah, you can you can talk. That's, about I mean, that's CO, a good point, Mont. That's, that's exactly CO, right. You can talk about CO2 transmissions. But like I said, it's not the driving force behind it. Or you can talk about volcanoes by themselves or you can talk about solar flares by themselves. But you got to look at the whole picture and you got to put it all together, you know, and, and, you can, and, and all of it plays its part right it's just not one thing you know so i'm with you well that's all we got for politics let's uh roll into some sports some sports man i'll be uh real quick with this because there's not a whole lot uh going on um since the last time we talked i will say you know there's a lot of preseason football games have you are, are, do you watch do you pay attention to preseason at all if you man, uh, I, I i catch the highlights you catch I the don't highlights sit down and watch it but yeah. I catch the highlights because there's some people that I'm looking at drafting for fantasy that yeah. I, I want to see if they're going to be any good, right? Because I, I really feel like that's where you get your value from, right? Right? Is right. you draft you draft those rookies that turn out to be superstars. Chase was one of them, yeah. Right, his first year he he crushed it, right? Yeah. And yeah, he went pretty high, but still nobody thought he was going to be you know a number one, two, three wide receiver. Right. So there's a couple of people I keep my eye on, but I only watch highlights. I don't watch the game. Yeah. 
I'm the same way, right? Because like you know, the ones and the twos, they only play for so long, and then like especially early on, and then the, the you know the guys that are, are fighting for a spot come in, they play the most of the games. But yeah, you, you're looking for, especially for fantasy, you're like you're looking for that sleeper that's going to make a big impact on your team that you can probably get in a later round, right? Um, and we, we we need to talk about fantasy pretty soon, but um, but one guy you should probably stay away from is C.J. Stroud. Um, my guy got the starting nod for the Texans. I think it was yesterday or the day before uh he went two for he going got he got he only got like uh one series or two series he was two for four for 13 yards uh and he had an interception he had two series uh and, and so his interception it was like the yards on the interception was longer than the yards he threw for in the game uh yep so so he, he's get, he's getting knocked uh quite a bit about it of course his coach isn't, isn't too worried about it you know it's, you know, it's early on his first nfl start but you know a guy with a big name is cj stroud coming from a you know a big school like ohio state i mean you, you expect him to you know command um on the team and, and he just doesn't doesn't have it quite yet um but i, I think you even mentioned you weren't you weren't high on cj stroud um he, so. he didn't he didn't really impress me during the combines yeah um you know, I, I thought Richardson looked better uh, than he did during the combine. But again, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to give a lot of credit to, you know, a couple of series, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's preseason, yeah. his first game, jitters, all that different stuff. But I wasn't thoroughly impressed with him. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see how he does, right? He's not on the best team out there either, right? right? So, oh, yeah. um, I, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to be a high-volume fantasy pick. And w- what I'll say is on Monday, um, we'll get into our fantasy episode, right? What I like to do is go through um, the top quarterbacks, top running backs, top receivers, and then a couple of sleepers that we have. Um, and we'll just go through that and give you guys a little bit of insight on what we're thinking when it comes to fantasy. I got some drafts coming up. Uh, also, also, uh, I'll have a special clip of our fantasy, uh, loser, right? In my fantasy league, the loser has to do five minutes of stand up comedy oh, at nice. an actual comedy club. Yeah. So, uh that's going to happen in a couple weeks so i will have that video so all of us can can laugh together about it because it is going to be <laughs> phenomenal and he is going yeah. to bomb back that's like he's going to bomb you like uh, i told you uh, stevie stevie did that and he did he did awesome i mean i mean he's a naturally funny guy but uh he did like a little stand-up improv thing and like we all went and watched him and like he killed it he had people laughing so uh, well, this guy that's doing it for us is is not. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love the man, but he is gonna bomb, and he's gonna bomb hard. Oh man, I'm. So... <laughs> yeah, make sure. Yeah, we need to play that um, on Monday. Definitely get a look at that. Um, people, people will definitely enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, so but tonight uh, there's a, a host of football games on tonight. Um, the Washington Commanders. I always call them. Uh, the Redskins. Um, they are beating the Browns 17 to 9. Uh, the Broncos and Cardinals are tied at zero apiece, even though there's rumors coming out of Broncos camp. And and I think they they had a joint practice with someone and they said the Seattle the Seattle Russ is back. Old Russell Ooh. is back. 
So uh, let's we'll take. We gave him a lot of crap. I mean, we gave him a lot of crap. We gave him a lot of crap. So we might, you know, have to eat our eat our words. You know, have a little humble pie and see how it looks. But uh, apparently, he's he's sharp. He's in shape. Uh, You know, obviously, Sean Payton is an amazing coach. Um, So obviously, they've been working pretty well together. But they said everyone is saying, you know, the old Russell Wilson is back. So we shall see. That's. the Packers uh, beat the Bengals thirty-six and nine. Jordan Love had an impressive uh, debut. I know he, you know, obviously when Aaron Rodgers left, he was getting a lot of slack saying he can't be the guy to um, lead the Packers. But apparently, he's looking sharp too, and a lot of guys are behind him there. Uh, the Falcons beat the Dolphins nineteen to three. Steelers beat the Buccaneers twenty-seven to seven. Our boy from Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State, Mason Mason Rudolph. I don't know how he's still in the league, but he had a good. Uh, debut he was seven for 12 132 yards and a touchdown so uh he's still hanging on out there uh, with the Steelers um and the Lions beat the Giants Giants 21 to 16 um like I said it's you know what week two in in a in NFL preseason so the starters if they do play they get one or two series and, and they're out of there so nothing yeah. exciting uh quite yet um Moving on to the PGA, you know, uh, golf is back on the TV. Have you have you seen any of the first two rounds of, of, of the FedEx um, Jew Championship? Yeah, I've been keeping my eye on it. Um, I was really hoping, Ro- or not Rory, but uh, Ricky would have a good couple rounds, but uh, he's not do- he's not doing so well right now. But no, he's, uh, he's the not. one guy I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with is Jordan Spieth. Uh, yeah. He's having a good first couple of rounds, so let's hope let's hope he keeps that up. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, Spieth, uh after Thursday he was in first place, and uh, he shot a two under today that knocked him back down to second. Uh, Lucas Glover shot a six under today that put him up um, up to first, sitting at ten under. But Spieth is nine under and, and second. Spieth looks good, man. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood is sitting under an eight under. He's tied for third. Uh, but Rory's seven under, so he's he's still in the, in the picture, man. Yeah, he had a four um, under today. He, I mean, he played really well. Yeah, yeah, he did have a, he he played real well. And I, he, I, he, he just needs to once he wins one, I think they're, they're going to start rolling in. But uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler, he's uh, tied for eighth. He's seven under, and uh, there was a video. He almost there was a par three, and he was literally maybe six inches from a hole in one. Did you see yeah, that video? So, I did. Like, I mean, so uh, that was a, that was an amazing shot. Um, but, but yeah, man, the, oh, where's, uh, where's my boy, John Rom at John Rom's playing it too, but obviously he's not doing too hot. Uh, Tony Finau, he's even, he shot three over today. Oh man. Jason Day, right with him. He's even two, two, two over today. So there's a lot of big names in this tournament, but they're just not doing, uh, too hot. Yeah. Well, there's no cut, right? It's, it's right. playoffs. So, right. uh, they'll, they'll play the, the full uh, four rounds, every single one of them. Uh, yep. What I like to see is everybody's kind of grouped up, right? You got 10, uh, 10 under is the leader, but you got Spieth at nine. Uh, yeah, you got five people at eight. There's uh, a ton of eights and five sevens. At seven. You got yep. another four people at six and five. I mean, all of those, anybody from about, you know, four under to, to five under has a shot. Yeah. Right. So that that's what I like to see in these types of scenarios. It'll come down. Uh, I don't think Lucas Glover uh, has the ability to stay on top. Jordan Speed <laughs> does. Yeah. Jordan oh, Speed oh, yeah. does. Yeah. Right. And with him playing, dude, when he plays well, 
he is dangerous, man. When, when he's putting well and he's got a short game going, uh, he is really, really dangerous. But I, I think somebody to keep your eye on is Tommy Fleetwood. He's been playing really, really well uh, yeah, consistently. Keep yep. an eye on him. Keep an eye on Rory, right? And always keep your eye on Scotty Scheffler. Oh, yeah. So I, oh, I think yeah. those are the ones to uh, keep your eye on. They may uh, make a run. Brian Harmon, um, you know, our Open champion, uh, shot two under today, one under for, for the yeah. tournament. Oh, yeah. And I will say, uh, Victor Hovland, he's four under right now. He had a horrendous first day. He shot a 72, put him two over. Today, he rebounded. He he shot a 64, which was uh, tied for the, you know, yeah, did great. Six under, right? And so he ended up being four under. When we talked about him all the time, it's consistency with him, right? He can put three rounds together. He just can't put four, you know, or he'll have a great two days and it just slowly falls apart. But like, if he if he can build on this momentum that he did today, I mean, you can start start seeing him climb up that leaderboard and he he might make an interesting sunday man after after a bad a bad uh, thursday i, I do like yep. victor Hobbs, obviously another osu boy so uh we sh- we shall see um last thing man you know i want to talk about them until they lose messy mania <laughs> continues I don't, what, what it's not give him the, the PJ curse, Mont. Yeah, I, I know. Hey, it hasn't hit yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll hit soon. What they, what you know, he's done for this team. It's it's been like ridiculous. I think, um, and they're undefeated since he got here. Um, my note said seven goals in the last four games, and then as I was just watching their game against Charlotte just now, um, and he just scored not too long ago in this game, so now it's f- uh, eight goals in five games. Um, they won tonight four four zero uh, against Charlotte. Um, you know when they when they got this guy, they hadn't won five games all season. Or you know they were sitting dead last, and since they got him, you know they won five games in a row. They're like, it's ridiculous what he's done to this team. Transformed him right, um, gave him a little confidence, gave him a little belief, and what he's done to this league. You know the the stadium, the game was sold out again. Um, you know MLS don't they don't sell out stadiums in the MLS? Come on, bro! Uh, but he's able able to do it. Um, they played in uh, in Dallas last week, and I was just you know I was just like, hey, we're close to Dallas. Let me just get on here, dude. Sold out in ten minutes since the tickets yep. were available. You know, and then they were they were being resold from one to ten thousand dollars. Who in their right mind pays ten thousand dollars to go to an MLS game? I will never know. But you have just way too much money just to throw around. So, but kudos to uh, Messi. I hope they keep you know keep the streak alive and the PJ curse doesn't hit them too hard. Um, yeah, let, let, let's let's hope not. But I mean, eight goals in five games. I mean, Mont, that's absolutely incredible. Incredible, right? That like, that's absolutely incredible. That's a that's a a statistic that shouldn't be overlooked. That is so right. hard to do. Like yeah. that is so hard to do. That's like yeah. trying to make two hole in ones in the <laughs> same round. Like that's yeah. just, I, it doesn't really happen that often. Right. But everybody, right. America doesn't get soccer royalty over here. We got David Beckham, right. but Beckham isn't messy. Messi is, probably the goat right yeah. and he's here yeah. and I, I i don't blame people for paying that much for a ticket because they are going to get to see probably the greatest 
you know, soccer player in history. And it's something that you'll be able to tell your grandkids or if you're, you know, a soccer family, you know, it's, it's just like when Babe Ruth was playing, right? People for their entire life said, I got to see Babe Ruth play. And in America, we didn't get to, we didn't get to say that with Messi because he wasn't here. Right. Right. So now we finally have a shot to see the greatest to ever play. And yeah. I don't blame him for, for paying that much for it. Yeah, Truly. for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's memories and stories. It's like, you know, people who have to see Michael Jordan play in person. Like, I mean, who, like you, you can never get that back. That's never going to happen again. Exactly and he's, right. you know, the greatest of all time. Right. Um, and you know, there's tons of football players that, that have that, that goat tag on them, but, but you're, you're right. Like, you know, I, I, I say it's ridiculous because it's the MLS, but you got you got to look at him like, no, it's not MLS. It's Messi. They're there for yeah. Messi, and they're yeah. there to see um, what makes him so good, what makes him great. You know, greatness, and, right? Yeah, you know, to to be like I said, when he his very first game, when you have Serena, LeBron, Tom Brady, when you have quote unquote goats to see the goat, you know, he's How'd a big put deal. LeBron in that That's, category, bro. I think my quotes up. I think my quotes up. You know, because I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't like leave him to the side, but you know. People who are good, he's not the goat. You know, I, you know me. I, I, I'll pick Kobe before I pick LeBron. So damn um, right you will. Kobe <laughs> was a monster, man. Dude, Love that guy. Ma- the black mama don't mess around. But, but yeah, if if you know, I'm gonna keep my eyes open. If you know, if they're you know, St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, Dallas, if if they play anywhere close, man, I'm I'm gonna try to get my hands on some tickets and you know just for the atmosphere, just for the you know to say that I'd I, go I, with I, you, Mont. I, I'd, I'd go see something like that with you. Yeah, I'm not even a soccer a, guy. Right, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like these guys, but for my guys, first but, soccer game, it would be pretty right, cool to see Messi. Right. To to see the best one play in your first soccer game, like this. I tell you what, there's a lot of people that probably went to see Messi play that says, I'm not a soccer fan, I'm not a soccer guy, and they left going, dude, I can I can get down with this. I I I can I can follow this, you know. Let's um, let's set that up, Mont. For real. Yeah, let's set I'm, it up. I'm down. I I've I've been looking. So um but obviously like the follow-up though is like they're gonna go to a soccer game that doesn't have Messi and they're like, This is garbage. <laughs> 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 but 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 I hope not. Speak speaking of not messy games, uh I want to throw this little plug. Uh, real soccer started today. The English Premier League is back um, over there in England. Um, there was a game on today, and then um, all the games start tomorrow. So um, if you want to see real professionals, not uh, MLS players plus Messi play, uh, that's a that's a uh, tune in tune in and watch some real soccer, some football, as they say over there. I like it. And that's all we got, bro. This is a little little quick little sports rundown for you. That's great. Well, we'll wrap this thing up with a, a little bit of uh, Jesus conversation. Uh, we're doing great on time, so we'll try to keep this at about an hour. Um, but I, I had a very interesting conversation with my wife the other day. I want to get your take on it because, you know, we were basically what was going on is we were talking about the difference between just reading scripture and going to church and actually like doing the things that Jesus said. Right. And and we had a scenario we were talking and, you know, what I said was you have to actually start living the way that Jesus said to live. And my wife said, and read the Bible. 
And I went, you know, reading the Bible is, is great, right? It's so beneficial. But what do you think the Father wants from you? Right? Is it that you just read the Bible and go to church? Because right. there's a lot of bad people that read the Bible. Right. Right. There's a lot of awful people that go to church. Yeah. But there's not a ton of bad people that actually have a relationship with the father. Mm. Right. And it was just one of those things where I, I saw kind of the old, um, you know, church atmosphere kind of come out. Right. Mm. Christianity is more about sitting in a pew. Mm. It's more about I've read the Bible four times. How many times have you read it? Right. Right. Stuff like that where it's like that, you know, it, I, I get it. Like I get it. it. That's great. But I don't think that's what Jesus was after when he sacrificed himself and got beaten and had thorns stuck on his head. Mm. Right. It's for you to say, I read the Bible. Therefore, right. That that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. Mm. Right. That that's not that's not what it's all about. I think it's about doing the the things that Jesus asked us to do. Right. And I think reading the Bible doesn't make you more holy, doesn't make you better than anybody else. I mean, in China, right, there's churches that go on for eight hours and nobody's got a Bible in that place. All they're doing right. is just worshiping the Father. Because do you thankful is they are? China's better than us, bro. Okay. They, they just, they make good products and they just know how to do stuff. Well, I mean, their concept of church, I think is more oh, in it's... line of what right. the father wants than what, than what we have, right? right? They go to church for like eight hours and all they yeah. do is just give their thanks and just worship. And that's it. That That's what they do. Right. And I believe that, that is more what the father's after than just reading scripture, yeah. right? And, and don't get me wrong. Scripture's very, very important, right? Don't, don't take that out of context, but it's not the most important thing. What did money, what did Jesus say? What was Jesus's main message? What was Jesus's main message? I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question to you well i mean i mean like i, I don't i mean i mean so you know to you know for me is like you know to love your your neighbor to to love you know and, and but you also to go out there and spread the word right that's that was the the main role as the a, word as of I, what spread what of, of love and god to me well so so that's the thing is people think jesus went to uh spread the word of salvation well right right to get saved that's, that's not incorrect it. yeah jesus what did jesus said to his disciples go out and spread the good news of the kingdom right yeah that's, that's what jesus cared about was the kingdom that's all he talked about the kingdom go out and spread the good news of the kingdom the kingdom the kingdom right and People, people think like it's salvation or the word. No, he was worried about the kingdom. And he tells us what the kingdom was. He says it's peace, joy, and righteousness with the Father. Right. He literally tells us exactly what it is. Well, how do you get righteousness? It's through having a relationship with the Father. Right. Right. You are living 
with the Father. You're making good choices, right? Well, what does that bring you? That brings you peace, mm-hmm. right? When you're living right and you're living with the Father, you have peace in your life. Well, what does peace bring you? It brings you joy. Joy, yep. Right? Like it all makes sense. But within that, it doesn't say peace, joy, and righteousness, but you have to read the Bible. <laughs> peace, joy, and righteousness, but you have to go to church. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, 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 I wish people would grasp that concept a little bit more and have a better understanding of what Jesus was, was asking and what Jesus was after. Jesus was after the kingdom. That's what he cared about. That's what he preached. That's what he told his disciples to go preach. And we have to start paying attention to that instead of being more worried about how many times you've read the Bible, right? Mm. Bible's great. Like I said, don't take me out of context here. Right. But a relationship with the Father is more important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I, totally, I totally agree with you, right? Uh, I think it's funny, like, you know, my, my pastor actually even said one time, he was like, you know, it's not what you do on Sunday. It's what you do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? You can't live uh, a life of sin or, or you do what you want and then, you know, be in your seat on, you know, hooting and hollering and, and praising God on Sunday and think that everything's okay, right? You know, you, you know, you got to use Sunday. Obviously, like our life is full of uh, temptation and, you know, and if, and if you don't have that relationship, you will slowly be drawn the other way, right? And sometimes you got to use you know, that Sunday, that church, you know, to go hear a message, to go hear something that keeps that relationship strong and, and keeps it, keeps that bond strong. Or, or even if you're having a bad day or a bad week, something's on your mind, you will hear something that, that you couldn't find yourself. You know, you will hear a message, you know, through um, your pastor from, you know, the Bible that it's like, oh, that's it. You know, that puts you back in line. But, you know, it's what you do on those other days that that truly defines who you are as far as you know a christian or just you know a, a man of god right so um it's like you have to live like you have that relationship with god you know you like you can't just pretend on a sunday you know um when you're you know when you're praising and you're worshiping and you're singing songs um it, it's got to be more than that so i i totally i totally agree with you on that point well yeah i mean the the thing is is god operates in pureness and he mm-hmm. operates in truth yeah now you can lie that you can lie to everybody else you can even lie try to lie to yourself right but but god knows. Day, yeah god operates in complete truth in complete yep. pureness yeah right and we have to to as christians start realizing that that you you could try to fool everybody else but you you're not fooling the father Right. And I think I think that's one of the reasons in Matthew, he says, you know, get away from me. I did not know you. Right. Right. He says that to people that served him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you you said you served him, but did you really serve him? Right. Right. Jesus knows that. Yeah. Right. I think that there's a reason he was saying that, because and again, this goes back to the Old Testament. You know, you, you had laws that were written that a lot of it was physical you know, stuff that you did, but mm. in, in the, in the new kingdom, in the kingdom, it, it's not about that. It's what's inside here. It's what you truly believe and it's right. what you truly do. Right. And again, you can read the Bible 14 times. Doesn't make you a great person, right? right? It's the fruit. It's actually what you're doing right. in this world that makes you, you know, close to the father and exactly doing what he's asking. 
right? You might know what to do through the Bible, but that doesn't mean you're living that life, right? And so you have to live your life outside of that to prove that, you know, you're doing what you read, you know? And so I, I totally agree. I, you know, you got to walk to walk and not talk to talk. And there's a lot of people that, that talk it and they're, but they're not walking it. My, my dad yeah. would love that. Just use that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very true. And, and we need more people in this world that will walk hand in hand with the father. And I, and I've, mm. I've said it over and over again, right? You walk hand in hand with the father. You will not be disappointed. You mm, will, you will have peace and you will have joy. 100%, right? That's what he says. The kingdom is, is walking hand in hand with the father. And if you do that, it'll bring you righteousness. It'll bring you peace, which peace brings joy. It's very simple, but you have to be willing to walk hand in hand with him. Yep. And that's what I challenge everybody with. So that being said, we're, we're right at about an hour. Mont, do you have any word going into the weekend? Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm tired, bro. So I'm just, I'm going to get some good rest. You know, I'll hopefully get to hang out with you and your family tomorrow. And, you know, we're just going to have a, a, a good weekend. Yep. I'm, I'm tired too. Ministry update. We got the building done. So oh, starting nice. next yeah. week, we're going to be uh, doing cookouts and, and helping, you know, everybody in, in that community. So I'm extremely excited about that. So everybody, exciting. yeah, have a good weekend, man. Enjoy yeah. yourself. This is PJ's podcast, speaking of the three things that matter, politics, Jesus, and sports. Mont, I love you, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you, man. Yes, sir.